0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amatela is podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, here on this Saturday, April the seventeenth, the year two thousand and twenty-one. Got a lot to say about uh, everything. Give you my thoughts on the Dwayne, or oh, excuse me, the Dante Wright shooting. Uh, this Rustin Shexty, whatever this idiot's name is, that got off for shooting Jacob Blake in the back seven times. Give you my thoughts on that. Give me my thoughts on the 13-year-old kid in Chicago, Adam Toledo, getting shot and killed by the police. And got a lot to say that's not exactly uh, sports-related here at the top. I'll get to some sports later on in the program with Steph Curry, who's been on absolute hot streak for the last... Half of a month or so Dating back to late March And then of course Giving my thoughts on my Orioles Who even though they won on Friday night Had a pathetic opening uh, home stand for the, A pathetic uh, opening home stand To begin the 2021 season I'll address that later in the program But uh, first things first And more importantly Everything that's gone on in the world this week I could, I could not under good conscience Uh... You know, resort to talking about Julian Edelman's Hall of Fame status and Trevor Lawrence, and no, no one cares about that. Nobody cares, and it doesn't matter uh, in the big picture. I cannot, in good conscience, me being black myself, and me having a history on this program to talk about social justice issues. Uh, you know, back last last May with um with George last late May, early June with George Floyd, last August with Jacob Blake. Um, and I've and I've mentioned and I've mentioned that I've talked about the election back in November. So I cannot, in good conscience, come on here on uh, my little quote unquote corner of the world, which is this uh, podcast that the uh, fifty of you like to listen to, uh, and come on here and essentially break down and essentially dedicate the entire show to, to all sports. There's time and a place for everything. And there will be times for me to go, you know, for me to make it a truly one hundred percent sports talk show. But today is not that day, because what I saw on uh, what I saw last week, um, this past week, last week, whatever you want to call it, was absolutely appalling. Uh, in case you didn't know, Dante Wright. Of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota was supposed twenty he was a twenty year old mixed kid, but mixed you know his father's black, his mother's white, but he's a black guy was got pulled over by the cops for an air freshener hanging behind his uh rearview mirror hovering over his dashboard. That's the first thing. He got pulled over because he had an air freshener. Why? But let us continue. He got pulled over by that Brooklyn Center Police Department uh. and he had full disclosure he had had Misdemeanors on his record it was a warrant out there was a warrant out for his arrest over two unpaid fines for two misdemeanors, one over a marijuana case totaling three hundred and forty six dollars and then he had and then he and he was pulled over by air because of air fresheners and had two misdemeanors. One over a marijuana case totaling in $346 in which he pled guilty and filed for deferred payment. And the second one was an expired license plate. And saying, quote, the police... They pulled him over because they noticed a quote-unquote item, an air freshener, illegally hanging from his rear view and later discovered a gross misdemeanor warrant. Which, if you know anything about law, doesn't warrant the fact that he got shot and killed. But the most heinous part of the story is not just because he was shot and killed, but because if you watch the clip... The officers are yelling, taser, taser, because when Wright gets arrested, he's outside the car. And the cop that's putting the handcuffs on him gets one handcuff on one wrist. And Blake decides, for whatever it's worth, to run from the police. Which, again, for all of you jackasses out there that like to shift the blame... And want to defer the blame, 100% of the blame on the victim. I'm saying this to you. I do not, I won't say condone, I do not advise nor would I suggest, if you're in a situation like right, to run away from the cops. They got you, they're handcuffing you. Just let it go and just go with it. Because if you try to run away from them, especially when you're under arrest, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be a result that's going to end up in your favor. And most likely, it's going to cost you your life because of incompetent cops like these. So I do not advise it, and I don't suggest doing it. Having said all of that, when they get control of them and when Wright is back in the driver's seat of his car... The cops, if you watch the tape, they yell, Taser, Taser. And this cop, whose name I am going to say, because she deserves to have a name out there and deserves to get destroyed, Kim Potter pulls out her gun and pops him right in the chest. He drives off and is later found on the side of the road, I believe six hours after the fact he is found on the side of the road yep, six hours after he was shot, dead. Dead. 20 years old father of a one year old kid unarmed shot and killed by the police. Let that simmer for a minute. (sighs) I do not know how many damn times I have to come on here and instead of doing what I want to do and what I'd like to do, and that's talking sports. I can't do that to the full extent that I'd like to. Because they got to deal with. This foolishness. They yell taser taser. She pulls out a gun. And shoots him. And I do not buy. For a damn second. That she meant to grab her taser. Or she didn't mean to shot him. The tasers that these officers have. Are bright yellow they're 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 so damn br- they're so damn bright you could hell if you probably if you got them within a if you took if you threw that uh taser in the middle of the ocean you could probably see it up up from space bright yellow and it weighs significantly less Or more, it doesn't matter. They don't weigh the same as a gun. And the way that these officers are trained that whatever is your dominant hand, so if you're right handed and right, and your right arm is your strongest arm or your dominant arm, and you do everything with your right arm, your gun is on your right hip, and your taser is on your left. So if you're right-handed and you have to use your taser, you have to reach across your body to get the taser and use it. And if you're left-handed, it's vice versa. Your left hand's more dominant, your gun's on your left side, and your taser's on your right side. In order for you to get it and use it with that dominant arm, you have to reach over with that dominant hand. So I did not buy for a second that it was a quote unquote accident like the police chief tried to t- like the police chief tried to tell us a few days ago i'm not buying that crap not buying it not going for it not going for it you go through vigorous amounts of training and schooling at least you're supposed to to know what gun to fire at what certain point in time they call for the taser use the damn taser you don't call for a taser pull out pull your gun out and shoot the man in the chest well it was it was accidental not going for that nope no no nope no 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 nope no 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 nope nope no no, no, not going for it, not going for it, and especially in the state of Minnesota, <laughs> sure as hell ain't going for it. They, the, and I'm talking about I'm not talking about the city of Minneapolis. I'm talking about Minnesota cops in general. From yours truly, they ain't getting the benefit of the doubt for me. Hell no, they are not getting the benefit of the doubt for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Accident! Accident! In my ass! You meant to shoot him. The only reason why you say, "Oh my God, I just shot him," because he drove away, and it's and you know, and it's basically like, well, let me you know try to. It's it's one of those instances where they try to where they say one thing on tape because they know they're on tape. And they do another to kind of, you know, if they ever have to get in any, if they, if the situation in the sequence gets them in trouble, they can say, hey, I I said this, I meant to do this. So you know, it kind of throws the throws the person off. That's why I think she did. Said taser, taser as a distraction and say, oh, let me pull out my let me pull out my Glock and bust the cap in is behind. And then act like, and then, and then act like so. You know, if I ever get in trouble, I'll be tried for manslaughter, not murder. Because, you know, with their lives, well, we're like, well, it'll be impossible. For, you know, the chances of me getting convicted of murder is pretty much slim to none. They want to get me and want me to go to jail. They'll get me for manslaughter. So I act like I'll do, I, did, I did it by a quote-unquote accident. So I'll say on camera, oh, holy crap, I just shot him. Whoever the hell she said. I'm not buying it. Not buying it, and I'm not going for it. The Minneapolis police, not Minneapolis, the state of Minnesota's police departments, plural, do not, under any circumstances, get the benefit of the doubt from me. Get none. None whatsoever. If you are a cop who, in her case, has spent 25 years on the police force, 25 years, a quarter of a century, she was on the police force, and you're trying to tell me she didn't know the damn difference between a taser and a gun. You gotta be kidding me! I'm not going for that. Trying to insult my intelligence? Well, well, I, I accidental shit accidental shot in my ass. You know it good and damn well what you were doing. I accidentally shot him. Oh, my God, I just shot him. Save the acting for the Oscars, lady. You know good and hell well what you were doing. Over a bunch of misdemeanors. Really? You got to be kidding me. Wasn't a serial killer. He wasn't a mass murderer, he wasn't a rapist, he wasn't a pedophile. Two minor misdemeanors, one of them for weed. Two minor misdemeanors, these are victimless crimes! Didn't deserve to die! And rather than having the boss go to his house and say, you know what, you know what, Mr. Wright, you know what, We got a warrant out for your arrest. You gotta come with us please under and do it the regular way. The way that you're supposed to be taught. The adult respectable way. And say, yeah, you know what? We'll go profiling. Oh he's, oh, he's got an air fresher. Let's make up some bull crap excuse. Yeah, air fresher, Oh, that's illegal, and we'll pull him off, make a huge scene out of it. You know, we'll arrest him. He'll resist us. Get back in his car, and instead of getting out a taser to, you know, to get to get him, you know, to g- get him under our control, no, 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 we'll pull out a gun, which is all black, versus a taser, which is significantly lighter and bright and bright ass yellow, and we'll pop a cap in his ass and leave him dead on the street for six plus hours my god almighty how many times do I have to keep on putting up with this crap before something gets done so sick it is every single time i turn around it's a, it's a new thing with these damn police god And you'd think that that every single cop, every single cop within the state of Minnesota would have enough common sense, would have enough self-awareness to be on their P's and Q's and realize, look, after what happened with George Floyd last year, we need to be in our P's and Q's and make sure that not one other cop does anything a lick of that has a lick of controversy behind it when it comes to dealing with civilians. Especially, especially black people. You'd think that. You'd think that. A person with a half a brain, a lick of common sense, a decent memory, and a and a an ounce of self-awareness would realize hey, I need to be on my P's and Q's when I'm dealing with these civilians. But no, not in Kim Potter's case. No, my God, it, it, it makes it makes me sick. Me damn times I got to sit up here and see people, people, people of my own, my own people, people in my own community getting hunted down by police like, like, like they're animals. Kids 20 years old. I'm damn near 19. That could have easily been me. Are you jackasses? think otherwise? Can't see that? How would you like if it was one of your own? Technically it is. The damn kids mixed. How would you like if it was one of your own? Your brother? Your nephew? Your grandson? Your son? Your boyfriend? Your husband? Your father? Your grandfather, your uncle, your great uncle, your cousin, your friend, your co-worker. How would you like it? People getting pulled over and and, and unnecessarily shot by the cops over a bunch of, excuse my French, over a bunch of bullshit. How would you like it? How would you like it? For no, uh, for an unjust reason, put all over something stupid and shot when they supposed to be at the minimum tased. Like they said Taser, taser. Yeah, right. How would you like it? What the hell is with you people? Oh, 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 oh! He—he he was a criminal, and when you're a criminal, you—you you, you know, you, you know, the police. You, but you, he's a criminal, you know, and if he's a criminal. Oh well, he, he the cops got to do what they had to do. Shut the hell up and go to hell with that crap, will you, please? Shut up, shut up, and go to hell with it. Oh. Oh, oh! He was a criminal. He had two misdemeanors. Shut the hell up! Oh, criminal, my ass. He had misdemeanor for dealing, smoking. whatever the hell he was doing with weed? Hell, the, hell, having a We just had a law in freaking Virginia, in the state of Commonwealth of Virginia, where weed is legal. oh he, he, he was a criminal. Oh, shut up. And I got hell. Oh yeah, they got hell. All, 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 of these jackrabbits and these douchebags and these dumbasses. Somebody come to me on Twitter and say, "Well, you defend, you defend criminals, guy. Right? For you to come to Dante Wright's defense, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're defending criminals. No, I'm not. I'm defending my own people. I'm defending black people. I'm defending people that get unjustly and, unex- and inexplicably killed by the police over nothing." Over minor charges. Misdemeanor for weed. Counterfeit $20 bill. Small stuff. That ain't causing no bodily harm to one person or the next. Victimless crimes. And they get shot and killed. For no good reason. And, and, and. They're unarmed. And I step in, I read later this week, Brett Favre done those ass from his elbow. Step so here telling me, well, players kneeling during the National Anthem has has caused great turmoil, and, and he's essentially going on and bashing players who kneel during the National Anthem. The hell is wrong with you, Brett Favre? Are you not paying attention? How goddamn tone deaf do you have to be? Why the hell do you think we kneel? Because we go on social media turn on television and we see one of our own getting shot and killed by the cops. That's why. My God. Why do you think that? Why do you think we will protest? Because it's stuff like this happening every single time we turn around. Then we hear later on this week that Rushton Shexy, whatever the hell his name is, gets off and won't won't get any internal investigation or internal punishment for shooting Jacob Blake in the back 7,000 times. He gets to go on back to work, work and go about his merry day. No trial, no charges, no nothing. Gets off. Off like, a, off like a wet, dirty t-shirt. Gets off. And you wonder why we protest. You wonder why people kneel. You wonder why I'm so pissed off. This is why this is why caught our camera. Everybody saw it. Shot him in the back seven times for what? For what? Oh, I'm sorry. Jay, how can I forget? He had a knife in his hand. Doesn't warrant him getting shot in the back 7,000 times. You know, if it was regular civilians, in case you all out there don't know this, if it was the case of, regular, of two civilians getting into an argument, getting into an altercation, and one guy pulled out a knife and the other guy pulled out a gun and shot him, you know who's going, and the guy who got shot lives, you know who's going to jail? The guy who pulled out the gun and shot him. And he and he gets off like like nothing happened. Gets on back to work. Wrecking more havoc across these streets. God knows God knows who's who's gonna be his next victim, God forbid. To hell with Jacob Blake's family. To hell with Jacob Blake. Thank God he survived. He survived to hell with him, to hell with his family that had to go through this, to hell with his friends, to hell with every black person on this earth and in America that had to witness that disgusting, heinous action, to hell with everybody else. But he he gets to go off and go about his merry way. Really? But yet we're criminals. Shut the hell up. Go to hell with that nonsense. I'm not here for it. Not here for it. And I'm not going to accept it. And I damn skip it as long as I got lung air in my lungs and a working pulse. Not going to tolerate it either. And I sit up here and I read. Brett Favre sitting up here talking about politics out of sports. Hey, jackass. It's not politics. It's called human rights and civil rights. Okay? Human rights, civil rights. Get a clue Get your head out of your ass, Brett Favre, and wake up to what the hell's happening around you. We're not, this, we're not making this stuff up. This isn't a movie. This isn't a, a simulator. This is real life. People, Black people getting inexplicably killed by the police for minor offenses or nothing for no good reason. Either minor, minor offenses, minor crimes, minor misdemeanors, misdemeanors or, nothing, or, or nothing at all. Nothing. We, we get shot and killed for having a counter for 20 or having a few misdemeanors out on our record for for weed and, a, and an expired license plate. Yet the yet the Kevin Rittenhouses of the world, who I'm going to get to after the break, who get to illegally have and use a gun in a state where they don't even live in. Knock off two people, and they're still and they're still breathing and walking around like everything's normal and everything's just peachy. Or you, Dylan Roof, you walk into a church, you pray with people, you pray with people, and then you have the chutzpah and the blasphemy to knock them off inside the damn church, and you get rewarded and you get rewarded to burger to some Burger King and to get and, and, and a Whopper and some fries and a and a tall Diet Coke because he said he was quote unquote hungry. And then Brett Favre and Wonders why I go crazy. Why Black America goes nuts. Why people protest. Why LeBron James and the Colin Kaepernick's and the Malcolm Jenkins of the world kneel during the national anthem and have Black Lives Matter all you know on their uniform and on their cleats on the back of their helmet and in the NBA's case on on in on mid court. You wonder why. Maybe you wake up and pay attention to your surroundings. Maybe you'll get an idea. I got plenty to say about. This uh, situation in Chicago, Adam Toledo, 13-year-old kid getting shot and killed by the cops. Got plenty to say about that as well coming up back after this. welcome back to the I'm podcast before I get to the situation that happened in Chicago um it just just goes to show how just disgusting and just pathetic and disgraceful and obnoxious a lot of these people these people are out here people in Los Angeles and up here destroying. Excuse me, Dante Wright's memorial in Los Angeles. I mean, what type of a, what type of a piece of filth, piece of crap, dirtbag, douchebag, whatever you want to call it, do you have to be to d- destroy a memorial of a dead of a man who a is dead and b again unjustly and incons and inconspicuous not inconspicuous unjustly and wrongly killed by the police and he's dead you don't do that to a dead person period and how he died as tragic and as heartbreaking as it is and you gonna sit up there with the temerity the audacity the hutzpa, the unmitigated gall and destroy his memorial what the hell is wrong with you people my god and they wonder why. They want, They wonder why people protest. And again, for all of you munchers out there, well, well the rioting, you know, rioting and they're you know, burning down cities, I'll say it before, and I'll say it for the 71st time since last year. No one in their right mind condones rioting. No one in their right mind condones burning down buildings. No one in their right mind condones destroying property public property no one condones that so stop asking well what about this and what about that we all know that it's wrong and it's disgusting and that you don't do it but what's more wrong and disgusting cops going around shooting and killing folk over minor crimes or for no good reason or burning down uh, buildings and destroying and looting, both of them are wrong. But when you ask me, me and want my opinion, me personally, they're both wrong. They're both despicable, and you should not ne- never do that. It's just you just don't do it against the law. It's a crime. But my heart is more with the person that died than it is material stuff. Again, not excusing it, not condoning it. But at the same time, buildings, buildings and windows and stuff that people rob and loot, those can all be replaced. They got these these for the most part these businesses have insurance. Those can be replaced. Those aren't living, breathing human beings. Those things can be replaced. Human lives, Allah Dante writes, he ain't coming back. Those cannot those cannot be replaced. You get one life and that's it. Once that one life's gone, that's it. Get no more. So again, not condoning it, not encouraging it under any circumstances. But Look at it from this perspective. A, what's more valuable, human lives or buildings? And, and goods and material stuff. Human lives, more important. And the second thing. For all these people that, and a lot of them, again, that lean to the right on Fox News and Newsmax and all these other people don't know their ass from their elbow. Ever try looking at it from this perspective. You wonder why people riot and go crazy and feel the need to basically just wreak havoc and destroy. Now, part of them, now part of it is the fact that there are, that there are anarchists out there that literally, you know, take advantage of a situation and exploit it, and again, and give them a bad name. It's like the situation well there's a few bad cops out there, and it gives them the reputation that they're all bad apples. Well, I guess you say the same thing with this too. A lot of them are anarchists. A lot of them are. That don't care. They, that are just opportunists and anarchists. And just want to just wreak havoc. And cause trouble for no good reason. And just take advantage of a situation. For their own little personal. Whatever. But a small percentage of it. A small percentage of people. That cause mass destruction in these cities. And in these neighborhoods. Are because they're frustrated. Or because because they're frustrated, because they're pissed off, because they're annoyed that their voice a isn't being heard, b it isn't going to be heard, and c no matter what happens in the court of law, nothing's going to change and nothing's going to get done. So they they just they snap, and they and their anger and their frustration. And probably sadness has peaked to the point. Say they just say, "To hell with it," and just destroy everything in their path. Again, not excusing it and not condoning it, but you got to understand where those people are coming from mentally. You got to be able to understand where they're coming from. And lastly, before I get to the situation that happened up in Chicago, you don't have riots, and and this is another, and this is something that Brett Favre needs to realize too. You don't have riots. You don't have marches. You don't have protests. You don't have any of this if there's nothing to protest, march, or riot about. There's no riot in 1968 if Dr. King doesn't get assassinated on his hotel balcony. There's no riot. In my city of Baltimore, if Freddie Gray's neck doesn't fatally break and he gets killed in the hands of the police, there's no riot in 2015. There's no riot in Minneapolis if George, if Jacob, if uh, George Floyd isn't uh, had, doesn't have the cops need was neck and all of his body weight on his neck and suffocates and dies for over nine minutes. There's no riot in Kenosha if Jacob Blake, on camera, gets shot in the back, not once, not twice, but seven straight consecutive times. Nothing happens in Brooklyn City if Dante Wright is tased rather than shot. No riots in Chicago, where I will shift gears to, if 13-year-old Adam Toledo isn't shot by the police. You don't have riots. People don't riot, and people don't protest. People don't march for the hell of it or for their health. There's a cause and effect, something that... That a lot of these people that are so quick to cast judgment and to criticize people that riot, and the the rioters and the people that peacefully and and non-violently protest fail to realize there's a cause and effect to this. No one feels the need to march nor protest. Karen, Kevin don't have to take a knee, none of this if if these wrongdoings and these heinous crimes committed by the police. Don't happen and don't take place. If the, if they don't happen and they don't take place, there's nothing there's nothing to protest, there's nothing to kneel during the national anthem, there's nothing to march, hold signs, chant about. There's a cause and effect element to this that a lot of people fail to realize. Cause and effect. You don't want people protesting in the streets. And tell the police to get their act together. And not just in Minneapolis. In Chicago with this police officer, Eric Stillman, who shot Adam Toledo, a 13-year-old kid, a 13-year-old kid, and killed him. And killed him. I mean, you want to talk about as inhumane, as disgusting, as egregious, and at the same time as asinine, stupid, foolish as you can be to shoot and kill a 13-year-old kid. Have these cops have no element, have no ounce have no pound, have no slither of decency and humanity. Have they no shame? Have they no shame? 13 years old, 13 years old. Gone. For what? Okay. Uh, gun in his hand. Threw the gun to the side. No gun on him. The gun is... Off. It's, it's in the street. It's not on him. There's nothing else on him. Cop says, show me your hands. And before he has a chance to pass gas. Literally... A second goes by and he gets popped in the chest and killed. And the thing that pisses me off even more is the fact that then the cop had the chutzpah, the temerity, the audacity, and the unmitigated gall to ask the kid if he was all right. And then had the nerve to ask him where he was shot. You, the one that shot him, you jackass. You shot him. Because you know good and hell well where you shot him. Tell the question is there. See, if you're asking a kid, a kid, a 13-year-old kid. Who is literally fighting for his life, right there on the spot. And you going to sit up here and ask him where he got shot the hell off. Eat the hell out of my face. I I, I, I swear, I swear, the cops in this country make you freaking sick. My God. How you going to shoot someone in your chest and they come up? Oh, where you were shot? You had the gun in your hand, you, oh, My God almighty! You know you no know good and well where you shot him Oh where you shot where you shot Where do you think? You didn't miss me, I tell you that for sure You sure as hell didn't miss me God The audacity and the boss on these police officers, man. I swear. how they get to the walk around and essentially think just because they got a badge, a uniform and a gun, they the damn boss of everybody. God didn't put, you ain't the grim raper. You're a cop, a police officer These people just walking out, taking it up on themselves, shooting up people and killing people left and right. For what? Misdemeanors or nothing at all. For what? For what? 13 years old? Oh, oh my life was threatened. How in the hell your life threatened by a 13-year-old kid? If these cops are that damn soft that damn sensitive that damn insecure that damn off their rocker to the point where they're getting freaking intimidated by 13-year-old kids maybe it's time for you to for you to turn in your badge and get the hell off the damn police force my god You're that easily intimidated? You have no business being a cop then! Get yourself a a job with a cubicle, a telephone, and a computer! That job ain't intimidating! You won't have to deal with any intimidating people there! (laughs) I fear for my life! Go to hell, will you, please? Eric Stillman, go to hell. Fear for my life, my ass. Go to hell. Says, show me your hands. He's got one second, and then he decides to pop him. And then it's like, who, where were you shot? (laughs) Jackass. And 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 then the worst part about it, The police report lies and said that he had a semi-automatic pistol, which he did not. That was displayed, which it was not. Claimed self-defense. We debunked that piece of you-know-what. Enlisted Adam Toledo, 13 years old, as an 18 to 25-year-old man. What the hell is wrong with our society today? What the hell is wrong with these damn cops? What the hell is wrong with people that are on the news and in the media, the Sean Hannity's of the world, that literally, that literally referred to Adam Toledo as a 13-year-old man, which is a damn oxymoron, you dumb son of a... My Lord Jesus, give me the strength. I'm about to go off on these some you know what? Can't take it anymore. Can't tolerate it anymore. Every single time, it's something new. Same day. No, wait, let me phrase that. Different day, different year, different month. Hell, different president. Same damn story. Different year, same story. My God, man. What? The, I mean, what, what, what? What is this? What is this? You all call yourselves policing, protecting, and serving like like you take the oath seriously. You're killing thirteen year old kids and 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 unarmed twenty year old grown men. Knees to the neck of a grown man over a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. Shooting a man in the back seven times because he had a because he had a knife in his hand. What the hell. The hell is wrong with you, cops? What do, they, what, what do they teach you in the academy? What protocols? What processes? What tests are y'all failing so damn bad that you're screwing up as police officers that are meant to protect and serve? That go around hunting down, killing people like they're a bunch of wild, white-tailed deer in the middle of the of middle of the winter time? I cannot take this. Every single time, it's something new, something, something new. Different stories, same sequence. You gotta hear, and then I got hear from these butt bunches if you talking about. Well, comply. Well, don't run away. Well, don't this and don't that. How about the damn police officers do their job better? On a police force twenty-five years, don't know a gun from a taser. Really, killing a thirteen-year-old kid. And it because these, and it because, and it because the people of interner, of internal affairs, the district attorney, the head of these police unions, and these police chiefs and these police commissioners have no guts. They allow these chumps to walk away scot free, I this Rustin Shexty character. The Scott that killed Adam Toledo had three complaints and four use of, reported uses of force reported against him between 2017 and the middle of 2020. Among the allegations filed by citizens, two were cl- there were two claims of improper searches of cars and use of force violations. And this munch is walking around the streets as a police officer with a deadly weapon at his wayside. And y'all wonder why I get so pissed off and angry. Damn it, cops do better. Bloody hell. You got one job. Go through, go through the academy. Pass your tests. Pass your protocols. Pass your drills. Be a decent, non-racist, non-discriminatory human being, and protect and serve the uh, the community in which you police. You need to spend more time getting getting these sex traffickers and these rapists and these. Pedophiles and these mass murderers and these and these god-forsaken serial killers off the damn streets and quit worrying about ab- and quit worrying about us. Ain't we hurting nobody? Wasting your time on thirteen-year-old kids in the middle of an alley and a twenty-year-old man. With with weed and air fresheners. Get your damn priorities straight. My God. Thirteen years old, shot and killed by the cops. He ain't coming back. They sit there and they wonder why. They don't nip it in the bud early. And get rid of and put a stop to this nonsense and put the foot down and say, like, you know what? We're not putting up with y'all's garbage anymore. You screw up illegal use of force, bad police conduct. You know what? You, goodbye. You're out. See ya. Out. Well, if you don't kick them out and fire him, you're supposed to suspend them in a, in a, in a hefty suspension. No not simply worry about and farting around with the dopey police. You're you, you suspend them right there on the spot. you're accused of improper searches and and going through these searches without a warrant, you get yourself suspended. You're sitting there with with illegal conduct, you get yourself suspended. Police brutality putting your hands on people and excessive use of force, you get yourself suspended. Right out of the gate, suspended. And put a stop to this nonsense. Get them out immediately. Quit farting around with this. This will be someone else's 13 year old kid next. That's why Russian Shakespeare needs to be off the streets. Has no damn business being a cop after what happened last August. None. Instead of being worried about the police union and his pensions and the 401k and all this nonsense, I bet you all have the balls to put your foot down and put an end once and for all for this foolishness. Because because if we've learned one thing, these cops aren't exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer when it comes to when it comes to uh, street smarts, common sense, and having a good amount of self awareness. Because you think if you get yourself in hot water one time, you, die, you dial it back a little bit and pretty much try to keep yourself out of harm's way and out, and out of trouble and out of the state of controversy. But think again. Think again. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus, give me the strength to make it to make it through this my time here on earth because I, I i i swear i swear if if things don't start changing in this country within the next fifty seventy five i might even not, i may be around for it and i and if I am I pray that God takes me up before before I see this country self-destruct I pray God takes me out before I see this country self-destruct. I swear. And you keep on fooling around and letting these people act out and show their ass and, and act a fool and and and, and, and 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 just be downright criminals, and and having piss poor police conduct with with these with these cops, you ain't, you ain't gonna have a country. No more. The Roman Empire fell. Remember that. You keep it up. You keep fighting around and keep ignoring this and thinking that this is just fabrication and people just making this stuff up out of out of pure entertainment and enjoyment for political play. Keep it up. Yeah, if people ain't careful, ain't gonna be you know United States of America no more. Cause eventually it's gonna get to the point where people just gonna say, screw the police we can't trust them as far as we can throw them, the civilians, you know what, we'll start policing ourselves. When the civilians start policing themselves, it is a recipe for disaster. So you keep it up. Because the last thing this country needs is is for it to completely lose its trust in its police departments. And God forbid we got... We got we got, we got, got a civil war or a purge on our hands. If people don't stop and check this foolishness and nip it in the bud right then and there. Or right here, right now, I should say. This is ridiculous. So he gets told to show his hands. A second goes by and you decide to kill him. 13-year-old kid without a gun on him. Are you kidding me? And then for the Dante rights of the world. I got offending criminals. Go to hell and kiss my ass with that foolishness. Not here for it. Not accepting it. Ain't going to stand for it. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next month. Not next year. Not in the next 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years. Not going for it. Never have and never will. You're defending criminals. No. I'm defending and I'm taking out for people who can't speak and defend themselves, and those are people that are dead at the hands of the police over pure foolishness, racism and piss, poor police conduct. That's who I'm defending. That is who i'm defending you're you are the one you are the ones that are defending the criminals. And you know who you are. You're the ones who are defending. You, you are defending the true criminals. The true criminals. Are not the ones that are getting. Hunted down and shot by the police. The criminals are the ones. Who, ha, who have their finger on the trigger. When that human being. Gets that hot lid. At a high velocity. Piercing through their body. And it takes them out. Those are the real criminals, the cops, who commit these heinous actions, not the victims of their heinous actions. That needed to be said. I dedicate the first half of my show to that. Had to. Couldn't avoid it. Take a break. Let's talk some sports. Steph Curry's been on a tear. Talk about him to kick off the back end and the sports talk portion of this program. This is the Amtelik Podcast. Welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast. Switching gears now to some sports and a couple of items I want to get to before we say goodbye here on this Saturday program is that uh, Steph Curry, who has been on an absolute <clears throat> tear for the Golden State Warriors, uh since since uh, late since late March, where he has scored thirty where he's had a 30-plus point game in one-two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine consecutive games dating back to their game against the Bulls on March the 29th. Just a phenomenal hot streak. He scored thirty-two against Chicago. Scored thirty-two against Chicago. Thirty-six against Miami. Took the uh, took uh, April the second against Toronto off. Uh, Scored 37 against Atlanta, 41 against Milwaukee, 32 against uh, the Wizards, uh, 38 against the Rockets, 53 against the Nuggets, 42 against Oklahoma City, and 33 against Cleveland on the 15th on Thursday. He has just been on an app salute terror, and, and and make it even i mean and let me just and let me list you his uh his uh, percentages from the field in these games as well uh against against Chicago he shot 45% from the field 47 against Miami 52 against Atlanta 66% from the field against Milwaukee 44% against Washington 61% um, against Houston, who stinks. Fifty-eight percent against Denver, seventy percent against Oklahoma City, and forty-eight percent against uh against Cleveland. And from three, forty-two percent, forty-five percent, twenty-five percent. So he was off. He was off. And he as far as shooting threes, it was three for twelve. Uh, as shooting threes against uh Atlanta, twenty-five percent. So not great, but fifty percent. Against uh, Milwaukee, 41% against Washington, 53% against Houston, 55% against Denver, 68% against Oklahoma City, and and a mere uh, 30% from, uh, so he's had a few bad nights shooting from threes in this hot stretch, but for the most part he's done an absolutely phenomenal job with this 30 plus point streak. Or more for that's uh, that's been a nine consecutive games for Steph Curry. I mean, just an absolutely phenomenal job. He has been on fire the last nine games, and it's and it couldn't come at a good time for uh, for uh, Golden State in the Western Conference. They are now. Uh, they are now the, it would be the ninth uh, seed in the Western Conference at a 28-28, even 514 games back of Utah for the one seed. They are, within the last 10 games, they've won four in a row during Steph Curry's nine-game hot streak of 30-plus points and more winning six out of their last 10 on a four-game win streak to even up at 500 at 28-28. Um, they are behind, they are behind, um... They're behind Memphis by a game, behind uh, behind Dallas for the seventh spot by uh, what? By three and a half games. Uh, Dallas is at thirty and twenty-five, eleven games out of the number one seed. And Portland at thirty-two and twenty-three, nine and a half games back, about a good uh, margin away from uh, Portland in the Western Conference for the number six spot. Um, tonight they play the They play the Boston Celtics. Uh, at 8:30 tonight on ABC, that game. Depending on what time you're listening to the show, is probably already tipped off. Or if not, you're watching it while you're listening to me babble away. Uh, they go up against Boston, who uh, had a 27-point lead against the Lakers on Thursday night on the road and nearly let that one slip as the Lakers, without LeBron and without Anthony Davis, again uh, nearly made a run but came up just short against uh, the Lakers. On Thursday night, 27-point lead, and all of a sudden, you know, middle, late, fourth quarter, Lakers started making, making it a little interesting. You do not like that if you're a Boston Celtics fan. But the Warriors go, the Warriors go into the Garden in Boston tonight. See if they can get a game above five hundred and make a and make a late uh, playoff push in the Western Conference. And if they make it into the playoffs, and you know, not just the playing game and the playing uh, ordeal, but the regular playoffs, it wouldn't shock me if uh, if uh, the Warriors ended up winning a playoff series. Steph Curry, one of the best in the game by far, especially shooting the basketball, just the pure sharpshooter from the field. Phenomenal job. Nine-game uh, nine game streak that he's on of scoring 30-plus points or more. Had to give uh, Steph Curry, who I've been critical on, critical of and critical on in the past, but i got to give him his props because he is absolutely balling out right now. They cannot come at a better time for his Golden State Warriors trying to make a playoff push in the Western Conference. You got Steph Curry on the board. Got to address my Orioles. Got a few things to say about them coming up right after this. to the I'm Tellick TIS podcast. Um, real quick, before we uh, say goodnight um, here on this Saturday, want to address my Baltimore Orioles, who uh, have had, now I understand, now granted all things being considered, I've written this, I came up that I was going to talk about, you know, in my show prep, that I was going to talk about that prior to them beating the, Texas Rangers last night five to two, but the Orioles are one of the best teams in all of baseball playing on the road, and the Texas Rangers going to be one of the worst teams in the baseball. Period. So what I say, you know, doesn't change is not is not uh, is not and will not be changed of what happened last night. They could sweep the Rangers for all I care, and it still wouldn't change my opinion on the horrendous opening homestand they had to the 2021 season at the ballpark that forever changed baseball. Uh, within the last uh, week or so. I mean, they they, they, they ha- were so bad. The- they were so bad in that week that they were home against the Red Sox and against the Mariners. I mean, it's it's, 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 it's hard to fathom, considering, especially if they swept the Red Sox the opening week of the season, opening weekend of the season. I mean, if you go ahead and you look, the Orioles, dur- throughout that homestand, they scored 29 runs offensively. And their pitching... Bullpen and starting gave up 43. They had a negative 14 run differential during their homestand. A negative 14 run differential. Negative 14. Negative 14 run differential. Scored 29 runs, allowed 43. Okay? Scored 29 runs, allowed 43. Think about that for a minute. A negative 14 run differential. That's pathetic. Against the Red Sox, who they who they didn't swept the opening weekend of the season, and against the Seattle Mariners. And if you go back and look, the Orioles throughout their homestand scored more than five runs. Just have five is just the basic benchmark. Scored more than five runs. Go back and look. Scored more than five runs. One, two. Let's see, because my dopey Apple M M O B is not working. Okay. Let's go. Let's go ahead. And let's 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 look, shall we? Let's look. Twenty twenty one. They scored in the, in their homestand. They scored nine against. They scored nine runs in which their pitching was and their de- their defense. That's another thing. Their defense on Sunday was absolutely was absolutely disgraceful. I mean, not not knowing how to field a ground ball, overthrowing, air mailing, air mailing a catcher. I mean, what what are we doing here? They had they had six errors during their homestand. Six, six errors, six freaking errors. Six, six. This is a team once upon a time five years ago that that, that would rarely, if ever, commit an error. They scored nine runs against the Red Sox in a loss. Scored. Three in the first game of the double dip on Tuesday, scored seven in the nightcap on Tuesday, so that's two where they scored five runs or more. And and the doubleheader on Thursday, combined for three runs, two in the first game, one in the second. So they scored more than five runs throughout their uh, six uh, throughout their. Uh, what three plus the four throughout their seven-game home stand? One, two, twice. Sunday against the Red Sox, and the nightcap doubleheader on Tuesday, scored more than five runs twice. Negative fourteen run differential. On defense, they are so. They they are so discombobulated fundamentally as far as the Devons is concerned. It's mind boggling. Committed six errors in their home stand. Six, six. And if you want to go by the game, and if you want to go by the games in which they commit, and if you want to go by the games in which they committed these errors, I'll be very happy to do so. You go back. You go back and you pull up game number one against. Uh, you go ahead and you pull up game number 1 against the uh against Boston. Wanna pull that game up? Let's shall we? Let's go through it. You know, why not? Game 1 against Boston. They committed an error on that Thursday. That Saturday, they went errorless. Sunday, they committed 3 four errors alone in the Boston series. 4 Against the Manners, on Tuesday, Game 1, they were fine. Game 2, they were fine. Game 3, the first doubleheader on Thursday, they committed an error. Game 2, committed an error as well. That's pathetic. And what's even more pathetic during their homestand is they're hitting with runners in scoring position and I made sure and I took the liberty to actually to write them down so I can so you have a clear concise idea of how badly they were at the plate during their opening home stand of the season against Boston last Thursday they went 0 for 3 last Saturday night against Boston they went 1 for 16 Trey Mancini having a chance to break the game open, and he hits a ground ball at the is loaded to the third baseman and grounds out the end in of the inning. I'll do that for you. Uh, Sunday, well, they scored nine runs. Sunday, three for ten. Tuesday, game one, one for five. Tuesday, game two against Seattle, four for twelve. Best throughout the entire series. No coincidence why they won that game. Game three, and when and when you can't hit, there's little to no runners in scoring position for there to be had. So in Game Three and Game Four combined, in which they couldn't hit, their, hit themselves out of a paper bag. They combined 0 for two in the two games on Thursday against Seattle, and collectively nine for 48 throughout the homestand. Which you do the math, that's a 187 batting average with runners in scoring position. One more time, 187 batting average with runners in scoring position. Team hit below 200 professionals now with runners in scoring position. They hit 187 in seven games. That's pathetic. And left 40, 4-0. 40 guys on base, hit one for seven, had a negative run differential of minus 14, hit 187 with in scoring position, and left 40 men, So seven games, left 40 men on base. They left four guys on base in game one, 11 in game two, the aforementioned Mancini ground out with the bases loaded. And the chances that they had when that game went in extra innings. 11 in game 2. 7 in game 3. 4 in game 1 against Seattle. 7 in game 2 that Tuesday night in doubleheader. 3 the twelve thirty game against Seattle on Thursday. And 4 in game 4 against Seattle on Thursday night. In the second game when DJ Stewart... Somehow, some way, got doubled off second base, tying run on second base, nobody out. Ball lines to the pitcher. He catches it on a line out. DJ Stewart somehow, some way, forgot he was on a baseball field, got too far off second base, got doubled up with two outs, and essentially just killed the rally against Seattle on Thursday. And a total runner and a total of 40 runners left on base. That is your twenty twenty one Baltimore Orioles and their opening homestand of the season. And the and if you think that's bad, the stats I'm about to give you heading into their game on Friday, so they're so they're different now than they were uh last night, prior to last night's game. But at the end of their homestand, heading into their game on Friday in Texas, as a team, they're hitting 218, below the quote-unquote Mendoza line. That's 25th in Major League Baseball, third worst in the American League. Let us continue. They lead all of Major League Baseball in strikeouts with 135. And oh, by the way, in case you don't watch the Orioles on a day-in-day-out basis, this is without, repeat, without the scrub And the deadweight, that is Chris Davis. He has not appeared in a single game up until this point in this young season. They lead the league in strikeouts with 135, and Chris Davis hasn't even appeared in the starting lineup yet. How in the hell is that possible? But it is with your Baltimore Orioles. I continue. Second to last in the American League with an on-base percentage of 288. Terrible. That happens because when you strike out 100 times, your on-base percentage is going to be pretty crappy. It's just putting two and two together. Second to last, in the American League, also in hitting home runs. One of the things that made the "quote unquote" glory day Orioles of my generation famous—the twelve, the twenty, the Orioles from 2012 to 2016/17—you know, you wonder why what made them so, what made them so good, and why they won a good amount of decent ball games, and why, they, and 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 their "quote unquote" calling card as a team—they hit home runs. Today's Orioles, they don't hit home runs. Second to last in the American League in hitting home runs with 12. Now it's 14 because D.J. Stewart and Rio Ruiz went deep last night. But, eh. Heading into last night's game. Second to last in the American League in hitting home runs as an offense. One player on the team has a betting average over 250. That's Cedric Mullins. You know what he's hitting? Heading into heading into Friday's game, he's hitting 388. 388. And the only player on the, ro- on, on the roster that's hitting not above 270, 275, not hitting above 280, not hitting above 300, not hitting below 265, or hitting above 265, 260, hitting over 250, 250. One player, Cedric Mullins, he, he's hitting 388. Heading into, again, Friday's game. If you want to know their numbers now, you can look them up at your own discretion. Seven players. Seven players have double-digit strikeouts. Have struck out double-digit amount of times in this young season. Seven! Seven guys! Double-digit strikeouts. And a pitching, in case you're wondering, is not that much worse. Consider that Matt Harvey still can't manage to get out of the fifth inning. Jorge Lopez stinks, and the team ERA is 4.95. That's 24th in Major League Baseball, second to last in the American League, or excuse me, third to last. They're 13th, third to last in the American League, 24th in Major League Baseball with a team ERA of 4.95. You want me to continue? Now this is not counting the home stand. This is up until Friday night, as a team in general. They lead the league in home runs allowed, which is pathetic. So they don't they don't hit home runs, and their starting pitching gives up hell gives up hella home runs. So their pitching serves up serves up the long balls, but they but but our offense can't hit them. Ninth the American League and walks aloud. And the opponent batting average teams who play the Orioles, you know what they hit most collectively as a team on average? 259. That's third worst. Third worst in the American League. And I understand that they won last night and they've, what's their record on the road? They They are now what? Five and they're five. They're five and two away from Royal Park at Cannon Yards. They have a five and two road record this year. It was probably one of the best in all of baseball. I understand all that. I understand that they won last night. Granted, it's the Rangers who, who somehow stink worse than they do. I get that, but let me say something right now. They, you can't. First of all, they cannot be. They cannot show their potential. And what they're capable of when they're hitting, when they're playing on the road, in their in their in their in their gray pants, and then come home at Oriole Park Camden Yards, sleep in their own beds in front of fans who they are who they are charging to come into the stadium and watch them play. No Mets in the middle of a pandemic, mind you. And and then they turn around and they play like absolute dog crap. They hit 187 with runners in scoring position, leave 40 runners on base, commit six errors, have a run differential of minus 14. That, that That's unacceptable, and that's something I'm not going to be able to stomach. I actually want to, at some point in the season, when I get vaccinated, see them play a game or two. That ain't going to happen if they keep performing like crap in their home ballpark. Ain't happening. I understand that they play the Rangers, but they need to straighten up and fly right. Because eventually, in the month of May, huh, they're going to play a different Red Sox team, the Mets, one of the best teams in the National League, the Rays who are on fire, the White Sox and the Twins, and oh by the way, the Yankees who might be a completely different team than what they are than what they are right now, which which is somehow some way worse than the Orioles are, if you can believe that, and are playing just as just as poorly in Yankee Stadium as the Orioles are at Royal Park Camden Yards, if you can believe that. And I don't have to wait that long because they have the Yankees again. They play the Yankees again. Yankees come into Baltimore for the first time this season. Their next homestand of April 26th through the 29th. Before they fly west to play Oakland and Seattle again. Play Seattle, what, two times in a three-week period. So, they their next home game is April the 23rd against Oakland. That's next Friday. Six that's about six days from now. If they play well on the road, uh, taking care of business against the Rangers and the and the Marlins in Miami, great. But don't look like rope beaters on the road one week and then come home at Oriole Park and come and come home in front of your fans so you're charging money to to come watch you play. And, you, and, and the clock strikes midnight, and y'all start playing like a bunch of amateurs. Can't hit, can't hit yourselves out of the paper bag. Can't drive in runners with, can't drive runners in that are in scoring position. Surfing up meatballs, giving up home runs left and right, and. And forget how to essentially play the game of baseball committing every single time the ball's hit to you either it goes between your legs or it's an air mail or an air or something or some or something or something else crazy happens while you're on defense. Don't come out and look like don't that's the thing that bothers me. Don't sit up here and show what you're capable of and show your potential while you're on the road and then come like home and then come back home to Oriole Park, you know, with a with a decent record, nice little, cute little win streak going, and then you forget essentially how to play the sport. Stop doing that. Especially when you are charging the fans to come into again, if it was last year y'all were doing that, still be pissed off, but there's nobody in the stands. You're not charging the people to come in. But you're charging people to come in now. Still, again, in the middle of a pandemic. Get yourself together, Orioles. Enough. Please, enough. Next homestand against Oakland, I expect better. Uh, I I honestly have this mindset where I could care less what they do against the Rangers and what they do in their two games in Miami. You come home next Friday and you don't have your act together, It's going to be some problems. Seriously. Don't don't sit don't don't come back home or park your camp in the yards and stop and 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 get swept again. Please. Don't don't come back home and in your in your opening series at home at the beginning of home stand you get swept and, and and you get punched in the mouth by your opponent. Please. And then in the second series, back into that series, you forget how to hit. Please, refrain from doing that. Good show today. If you're new to the program, you like what you heard, share it with your friends and family. Tag tag and follow your boy on the socials at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatella underscore podcast and the show on Twitter at Amatella underscore it T-I-S. It's your boy, Josh Shields. Talk to you Wednesday. Y'all stay stay safe and y'all take care. Talk to you. See you. Bye.